If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Brazilian Grand Prix crazy best race weekend of the season edition. Oh, yes, we are here very excitingly on a Sunday evening. It is 10 to 10 in the evening, and we thought, you know what? Let's do a pod. But actually, you didn't think that at all. It's because I'm away from tomorrow and um, <laughs> we had to get a podcast in. So, Tommy, the WTF1 founder and Hello. new time Max Slanderer for this podcast. <laughs> and uh, Katie Fairman, of course, our resident Rosberg fan. So I'm not sure where you'll sit on the fence, but let's see. Uh, lots of incidents to talk about. Uh, how are we both? You, you well? Got your tea yeah. there? You've both got that down. tea, haven't you? At 10 to 10. That's I was not... going to have a beer, but I was like, a beer? Oh, I'll settle for a oh, tea because that's probably better. I don't know. No, should go for the caffeine beer. in, doesn't it? You think I should go for the beer? It's going to keep yeah. you up. Should I run to the fridge and get a beer? I think you should get a beer. <laughs> Whilst you do that, Tommy's going to tell us how he is. I'm all right. That was an absolutely bonkers weekend. Brazil is just unbelievable, isn't it? And yeah, um, I really hope that we don't have loads of changes to the order and because normally we record this podcast we've had a little bit of the post stuff but we've just gone straight in with the the podcast no messing around today we are getting straight into it but before we do whilst kate is sourcing her beer it's worth mentioning this podcast is once again sponsored by elgato our seasonal partners and making us almost sound like professionals with all this great equipment Again, we're also going to be shouting out, this is my favourite part of the show, one of you lovely people who give us a five-star review. If you haven't already, go and give us one and let us know why. And if you don't want to give us five stars, then don't let us know and don't give us that. <laughs> this one is from thigh underscore Diaz. Wow, that is a beer and a half. I did think you were at that the is... moment. I was like, is Katie making her own craft beer or something? Yeah. How long have you been? That's actually, that's actually it... mad. Thanks. It was one of those beers and it had like a funny top on it. So I had to take that off and then put it into a glass because I didn't want to get done for promoting a certain beer brand. So there you go. Cheers, guys. Well, well, enjoy your unbranded beer. Uh, I was actually halfway through a five-star review, so uh, let's get oh, into that. I'm it's from so Fire sorry. Yes, from Brazil, actually. So that's a, a lovely little uh, touch. Since it's Brazilian GP week, I'd like to send a genuine congrats and thanks from Brazil to the whole WTF1 team. I discovered the podcast during the pandemic, and you guys helped a lot to get me through those horrible months without F1. And now your show makes my gym time a little bit less unbearable. Keep doing the great work. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you. Lovely message. And I hope you're in the gym right now. I want to give give me an extra 10, whatever the hell you're doing. All right? Perfect. <laughs> okay. Three-word race review time. And- Andres underscore Roussel. Checo deserves better. Vignesh Waran 905. Brazil never disappoints. Netty Diavel. Pure Alonso masterclass. And Resky. Oh, and that person was definitely a Tom Bellingham burner account. And Resky AP. <laughs> Mercedes is back. Oh my god! I just realised the only time you've not done your tweet about Mercedes is back they actually won. So 
it's confirmed your it's your fault <laughs> yeah that's something i've just realized as well so uh, look forward to uh, my mentions um but yes those three word race reviews have summed up what was a chaotic crazy race and it was like the start and the end you know what i mean the middle chilled out quite a bit didn't it it, it was just like simmering we were waiting. We were waiting for something to happen. We were praying for rain, all kinds of craziness, uh, and we got Lando Norris. So big shout out to Lando for uh, happy birthday, birthday as well. Um, but plenty to dive into. So Katie, why don't you start us with your three word race review and your new glasses? Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of drama to go into, but I thought we'll start off on a nice wholesome note, and that is that George Russell finally has his first Formula One win. Um, obviously, he came close to it back in Sakir in 2020, but probably best we don't talk about that. But yeah, finally managed to get that first win, the first win as well for Mercedes this year, which seems absolutely insane that we've got to the penultimate round of the 2022 season and Mercedes have only just got their first win of the season. But yeah, a really nice story. I know George Russell's faced a little bit of criticism, some fair criticism over the last few races with maybe some moves and maneuvers that he's made whilst on track. But I'm just really happy to see a new winner. I think he's the 113th new winner in Formula One. Um, and yeah, Hamilton as well, make it a one-two, a brilliant job from both of them. So yeah, just a nice, happy story to start the podcast. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I'm sure it won't get any more controversial or debate-worthy from here on in. Um, but yeah, George Russell, he drove incredibly well, faultlessly, I would probably say. He managed to withstand the pressure from Lewis Hamilton at the uh, at the end of the race after the safety car, of course, bunched up the pack. And he did wonder, you know, at the start, of course, Russell from the lead just kind of drove away. There was lots of chaos happening behind him. And you think, oh, you know, would he have actually beaten Hamilton um, on a level playing field? And again, maybe you might be able to argue that Hamilton had a bit of loss of car because of the Verstappen incident. But we still got to see a 12-lap shootout between Hamilton and Russell, both on the same tyres, we heard on the radio a few times from Hamilton's side that well, they couldn't really see anything on the data to say that his pace was being affected by it. And the minerals, I know I love using this phrase. We're bringing it back. Absolute <laughs> vitamins and minerals. This man showed in the last 12 laps of that race to win his first race. Yes, he won the sprint, but the sprint doesn't actually count as a victory. To, act, to just hold on just about over that one second window. If Hamilton gets within that one second, even once, I think he manages to close that gap up really well. And all of a sudden, Hamilton's probably in the pound seats to make a move at some point. But instead, he just kept that gap to just over a second, eked it out to sort of 1.6, 1.7 by the end. And you cannot, I cannot commend him anymore. Uh, than than how he drove uh, in in today's race, especially the sprint, obviously set it up as well. A, a brilliant weekend from him. Yeah, absolutely superb from George Russell. Like Katie said, the uh, he's had a difficult time of it recently. Done a few stupid incidents, and we were all praising him at the start of the season for being that consistent driver. And you know, he's beating Hamilton on his day, and then kind of dipped in form a little bit recently. But what a what a comeback! drive to get you back in the headlines and just show what he can do um that is a huge statement to be the driver to get the win for mercedes this year ahead of lewis hamilton um it's massive um so yeah drove superbly um great job in the sprint to you know put himself in that position 
perfect start. Just brilliant. Just absolutely amazing, mature drive. And uh, yeah, the emotions at the end, uh, probably a lot going through his head, like like you say, Sakir and all those times in the Williams where we thought he might never even score a point. Um, and he also must have thought when he finally got his Mercedes chance, he must have been like, why is the car rubbish now? You know, they've dominated for seven years. I get the Mercedes and it's rubbish. And um, not rubbish, but you know what I mean? And um, yeah, superb from Russell. Brilliant drive. Certainly was. Uh, Bryce the Man124 asks, is Mercedes officially back? Well, I'm not going to tweet it because uh, the entire Mercedes fan base will get on my back, but it seems that way. At least they've they've hit a very nice upward trajectory right at the end of the season when you look back at years gone by, they've dominated a lot of the season. And then towards the end of each season, Red Bull have snatched a victory or two or looked really quick. So yeah, they're clearly getting more and more of an understanding of their car. And it is quite ominous for the years to come now uh, where Mercedes have clearly figured out what's going wrong. And to be, you'd have to say quicker. Like even Verstappen said after the race, it didn't really matter if I made contact with Verstappen or not, because the uh, it, with Hamilton or not, because it didn't like I didn't have the pace this weekend. Uh, so maybe it's just high altitude tracks for whatever reason Mercedes is now strong at, but it's uh, it's certainly uh, an interesting and spicy thing to look forward to for 2023, as long as they don't get it right too well, and we're then back into another eight years of them winning the constructors. Yeah, they're going to likely change the philosophy of that car. But the fact that we've got to the end of the year, it has won a race. They're definitely the second uh, best car now ahead of Ferrari, you'd say, because Ferrari don't have that that race pace, which is yeah painful for you, Matt. Um, at least, again, I guess it doesn't matter now. It'd be a lot more painful if Mercedes were taking all these points off Leclerc at the end when he was still in with a shot. But yeah, uh, Mercedes, yeah, impressive stuff too. I, I honestly thought, we were going to get that whole year without them winning. It really did look that way. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, one, two of, uh, of all things. Who would have thought that this year we'd have seen a Mercedes one, two, and it's like, ah, oh, that's refreshing to see a Mercedes one, two. It's been also, a while. <laughs> also as well, did I not absolutely say that Mercedes would win the race this year? I'm just saying it happened right at the end. But was I not saying, like, I was like, look, they're going to come yeah. good at some point. I didn't expect <laughs> it to be the penultimate race of the season, but yeah, they wild. finally did figure out, didn't they? I think they were saying on the coverage that the last Mercedes 1-2 was Imola 2020, which yeah. seems insane. Yeah, because Bottas but... just had a stinker, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's true. But... Um... <laughs> Poor Bottas. But yeah, no, um, an amazing result from them. Matt, you kind of alluded to the higher altitude track suiting them. That's kind of a theory that we've had for many, many years. And um, obviously in 2021, Red Bull kind of put that to bed in Mexico because they were really dominant. But generally, the cars always seem to suit these high altitude tracks. I think also 
you know, as well as Mercedes have done in this race, you've also got to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Obviously, we'll get into it, but Verstappen had a shocker. So he wasn't there to really challenge them at all. Um, and yeah, I think it's still really impressive. And I'm really pleased for everybody working at Mercedes because they have worked incredibly hard to turn the season around. And like you say, they're not used to being in this position where they've actually got to fight for podium spots even at some points during the season so yeah like I say it's a nice happy story crazy to think that we're talking about it like this in 2022 when you've looked at their previous successes but uh yeah I think we'll be able to see in Abu Dhabi if they'll be strong then that's a track they normally do suit quite well so perhaps they'll be able to continue this momentum um and maybe even take another win next race well, if they do, then Ferrari is very much looking like they could finish third in the constructors. Uh, the gap's and now your reduced. Your prediction wouldn't come true, so you'd be sad. Yeah, um, nineteen <laughs> points is the gap I think now between Mercedes and Ferrari. Ferrari quite lucky, in fact, I think to to have uh, both the Red Bulls out of contention. Uh, otherwise, Mercedes would have looked uh, even closer potentially into the last race. Uh, next question: C Taylor three one one two. Do you think Lewis pushed as hard as he could as he possibly could the last ten laps, considering throughout the race he was slightly faster than Russell? Yes, absolutely. There is no way in hell Hamilton is letting that win slip through his fingers without giving it absolutely everything. Now, it is interesting to see his post-race interviews where he's just like, oh, you know, I'm happy for the team, happy for, happy to be here, happy for George. And I, you know, deep down, he's a racer, he's a winner, and he wants to win this year. Um, uh, and the more and more I think about it, and the closer we get to him not keeping his winning win streak up, you do wonder how much, it's not going to make him lose sleep at night, but I'm sure it'll irritate him slightly, especially that George is the one to have got the, the first win uh, at Mercedes this year. Uh, but now, they were on different strategies as well. Hamilton had six lap fresher mediums, I think, in the middle of the race compared to Russell. So, of course, was pushing quite hard. And then we then questioned Mercedes pitting Hamilton before Russell, uh, before we had the safety car and whatnot, which shuffled it up, up all over again. Um, so we don't know how it would have played out. I think Russell probably had it in the bag any which way, it seems. But um yeah, I don't think it's fair to say that Hamilton was quicker than Russell throughout the race when all Russell had to do really is manage from where he was and to make sure he could extend that medium stint as as long as he could. Now, Russell said to Damon Hill, actually, on his way to the press conference that he did make one tiny mistake where he think he lost about a tenth or so, but just generally like he had a really solid faultless performance. And as you say, Lewis Hamilton, he's not a seven time world champion because he gets to 10 laps before the end of a race and goes, oh, I'm just going to take my foot off the gas and have a nice little Sunday drive like he's going to fight for the win until the last possible millisecond. So, yeah, I think it's just testament to George's performance. Um, but yeah, I think generally though, Hamilton is a team player in the sense that whenever he gets a, a good result or is it even sometimes a bad result, he'll always be thanking the team for all their hard work and all that kind of stuff. And a result like this, he must know in his heart of hearts that this is going to be a huge boost of motivation for the team. Um, and something, as we sort of said, they've been left, um, without for so long. So yeah, he although he's probably a bit gutted not to have got the win, a one-two result is still really good. And also he seems to have a good relationship with George as well. So he's probably really delighted for him. He's been in that position getting his first win. He knows how much it means. So generally, Mercedes would be fine. <laughs> yeah. For now, we'll see next year if that Mercedes is good and 
uh, Russell's winning on a regular basis, if they'll still be <laughs> friends. Um, we'll see. But yeah, the fact that, uh, yeah, there's, there's absolutely no way that Hamilton wasn't pushing those last 10 laps as well. You know, that, that would have been such a Hamilton-esque drive of, you know, having adversity during the race. So we'll go into that later and, you know, flying back through the field and going after the victory and obviously you did to... say it in the watch along as well, uh, yeah you? you said this has a hamilton uh, it, uh, it did all it over did, it did especially <laughs> because you know he's just had that citizenship in brazil he'd have wanted to win there so badly after that as well and you know wave the brazilian flag and stuff so um he will be gutted no doubt you know he'll have put on a brave face and i do agree with you katie that there will be part of him despite you know him being that race winner that just wants to win um that does look at the bigger picture and go we're we're moving on we're like we're moving up this episode is also sponsored by better help give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com forward slash wtf1 and get on your way to being your best self Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. I myself have tried therapy before and I absolutely recommend it. It changes your life for the better. It allows you to just take that weight off of your shoulders and to be able to move forward with problems in your life. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com WTF1. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WTF1. <laughs> uh, let's move on then. Okay, so it's still... Uh, in, includes Lewis Hamilton and it's the incident with Max Verstappen now I didn't say this three word race for you so I'm not sure why you put it in the dock but it was I went with not a penalty uh, but oh, we can also put why a penalty it's fine I mean look that's the question I couldn't remember what you said it's fine it's fine it won't listen to me it's fine um, <laughs> but yes uh, I, I my three word race for you yeah not a penalty uh, that incident with Hamilton and Verstappen obviously Verstappen trying it all the way around the outside at the restart to then have the inside line for turn two, I just felt like he deserved a bit more space. I, it's very difficult to go side by side at turn two because it does naturally get quite narrow. Um, but with how far he obviously got past around the outside, then kind of relinquished the positions a slight bit, but was still halfway alongside, in my opinion, even seeing from all the different angles. Uh, I was surprised to see Hamilton, uh, sorry, Verstappen penalised and not Hamilton. But probably after I've looked at everything, I would go with just racing incident just purely because of the nature of the track and uh, and whatnot. Hamilton would probably, in my eyes, get a little bit more of the blame. Um, but I was very shocked to see a five-second penalty uh, come for Verstappen, to be honest with you. Uh, it was just one of those round the outside, trying a daring move. Hamilton was having none of it. Verstappen also having none of it. If you listen to their post-race interview uh, from Max, he was basically just said like, well, look, he wasn't going to give me any space. So 
knew we were going to crash, which was a bit of a weird thing to say. But he kind of he he mm. was just he he kind of admitted then as well that he wasn't in the fight for the win. So it's they are just <laughs> they are just inevitable. They're like the magnets. Minute, <laughs> the minute he went round the outside, my brain was like, they're going to crash. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's, there's no two ways that this they come out and don't crash. And lo and behold, they crashed. It was very much as soon as that happened. You know the meme of like the guy that puts on the hazmat suit and goes through the doors into the comments section. I was like, oh gosh, this is going to go down so badly. Now, let's see Twitter. what the experts think. Yeah, let's see what the Twitter experts think. I mean, everyone's allowed their own opinion, but my goodness, there was a variety of them. And yeah, oh, it sounds so sittish on the fence-ish. That's definitely not a phrase, but we're making it one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was deserving of a penalty one way or the other as well, Matt. I mean, they both were going into that. Both, in my opinion, could have done more to help the other. And yeah, that's that's my take on it. But interestingly, um, people were sharing about these new 2022 overtaking rules that the FIA delivered at the start of the year. Oh, my goodness. It's similar to remember that journalist that asked the question 20 years ago, you know, that and like it made no sense reading through. I mean, I can try and read it here, but it's going to sound like I'm talking gobbledygook. But it's one, the longest sentence ever. And two, I'm reading it and I'm like, you have to read it out. now. Kate. I, yeah, on. read it out. Go on. Come on. OK, oh, I've had a bit, bit of a beer. Oh, no. no. <laughs> right. Um, so for overtaking on the inside of a corner, this is the FIA's advice. In order for a car being overtaken to be required to give sufficient room to an overtaking car, the overtaking car needs to have a significant portion of the car alongside the car being overtaken. And then the overtaking maneuver must be done in a safe and controlled manner while enabling the car to clearly remain within the limits of the track. There's no full stop in there apart from at the end, which uh, just that's not my me biggest anyway. issue there because I would argue that Verstappen did have a significant portion of the <laughs> yeah. car up the inside, and where was he meant to go? That that's my argument. Yeah, yeah by the letter of that rule, it kind of makes it seem like it's Hamilton's fault. But I looked when I saw that incident. Uh, we I think the first bit of footage we saw was the onboard from Max, and I was like, Hamilton's just turned like. There's no way that any other driver, Hamilton's not getting out of the way there and just going to try and repass him later. Like it is just that inevitability of Verstappen and Hamilton. And this just shows that neither of them have actually changed. It's just the fact that they've not had cars to race each other this year. So next year, if we have that again, my <laughs> God, like Leclerc's Please. winning the championship because they're just crashing into each other every yeah, race. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes. Three way fight. Let's go. <laughs> but. My days, yeah. Um, and then when we actually, so so I was like thinking, it seems like, yeah, there's a portion of blame to both of them, but I think I, I thought more that Hamilton's going to get a penalty. When they said Verstappen got a penalty, I was like, what on earth? Like, that is insane. And, you know, there's even like proper team lh stands on my twitter that were like i don't understand how verstappen's got a penalty there and you look and then i watched the uh we finally got quite a few laps later um the off board where it's like a helicopter kind of cam and i watched that back and for me it was just a racing incident where it was clear that it was two drivers that were just never going to back mm -hmm. out and verstappen's hoping that hamilton dives out of the way hamilton's hoping that verstappen backs out of it and they just collide. And 
it's just for me it's just a complete racing incident um whether it's it's almost like a racing incident but it was an avoidable racing incident if one of them had just decided to back out but it's hamilton and verstappen and that will never happen <laughs> it's insane isn't it they they genuinely race differently compared oh, to every other competitor 100% 100% there, there is no because we've seen verstappen go wheel to wheel with leclerc in almost the first races of the season we've seen many fights with them and they both give more yep. room than you could ever imagine to each other they're like no 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 go further away from me oh no worries i will i'll give you five car widths whereas hamilton and verstappen are like oh here he comes no no you're getting none of this it's either none of us are coming out of here or i'm ahead and that's it's yeah. just and going back to saudi right is a another example you know verstappen's driving there was extremely poor he was pushing the limits and pushing hamilton off and then equally hamilton if that was any other driver that was like slowing down hamilton wouldn't have slammed the brakes on to go like why is he stopping i'd just breeze past and overtake him they they do they just race each other differently because they yeah they're hamilton, they're so hamilton always similar. thinks something sus is going yeah, on 100 percent. yeah and same with verstappen because like you said you know verstappen was driving into that corner and he knew that um hamilton was going to turn in but it's max verstappen he's already won the title and he was like okay then <laughs> yeah he it, that was probably it as well there's probably an element that isn't just about hamilton it's just the fact that well i can send this it doesn't it doesn't really matter oh well you know like you either get past and try mm. and get because he said you know he doesn't have the pace but either or it's a bit of a dig as well that he can then go in the interview even though i don't think this is I think it was intended, I, was it? I don't think it. I don't think this is entirely true. But it, Max at the end could be like, "Well, you know, all he did was cost himself a chance for a race win anyway." Which yeah. did would he have got past Verstappen again? I don't know. They, they probably would have crashed again when Hamilton tried to repass him. So, who knows? They just can't share the same bit of track. No, they cannot. Uh, Alfred Green Green Woo Nine, who was at fault for the Hamilton Verstappen incident? Would well, I'm saying it was more, in my opinion, Hamilton. I'd say maybe like a 70-30, but does that warrant a race a racing incident or a penalty? You can decide, but uh, uh, 65-35. I'd go 60-40 in Hamilton, maybe even 55-45. Okay, well. <laughs> We're just slowly getting more. I'll just go 50-50. You know how I like to sit on fences, so there yeah, we go. That's the safe way. Right, Tommy, what's your three-word race review, please? Mine is poor team play, and mm. this is about... Verstappen. Um wow. yeah. I if you listen to our sprint podcast, I was adamant that Verstappen should not have let Sergio through in that sprint race. For me, it was not the right thing to do in a sprint race because there's still a race afterwards and you're sacrificing more than just a single point. You know, you're putting you're compromising Verstappen's chance to win and fight the Mercedes because he's further down the the grid and stuff like that. And there was also the uh, risk that Charles Leclerc was was right behind them. And I'll man's up and say that, you know, I said, if that's the, the race, then they should do it. And they should have done it. And the fact that Verstappen didn't, for me, is just, it's not even, it's not even just the fact that it's disrespectful for Sergio because of everything he's done and Abu Dhabi and all that kind of stuff. It's just idiotic for max's career and 
completely pointless because all it's doing is not that he cares about being the villain because he kind of almost enjoys it and plays up to it because he is just that ruthless guy but it's just it just changes the whole team dynamic and Checo and Max they had a good relationship it seemed and you know exactly going back to Abu Dhabi last year Checo was there to help him and if he's burning that bridge with Checo um and it's a really close fight like we said that could be with Mercedes next year is Checo going to do that again maybe not what is the point it's over sixth place it's not even like I'd get it if you sacrifice a win and he's like no I want that 15 race win record and I don't want to do this it's only p2 in the title but sixth versus seventh what is the point all it's doing is just annoying his team burning a bridge with his teammate and it's just really a really bad call not just for the respect for Checo, but also for his own career. Well, you've touched on a lot of points there, Tommy. Um, <laughs> but I think the the answer to that, according to Dutch media, is because Sergio Perez allegedly crashed in qualifying on purpose, which stopped everyone else trying to improve uh, in their final attempt in qualifying. Um, now, that that these are, yeah, in Monaco, sorry. Yeah, so it was um, reports suggesting that um, Sergio then admitted that to the Red Bull team and then Verstappen's family not taking it well. Obviously, a lot of that is just rumours, but the thing is, like Dutch media are reporting that quite heavily, I think. Um, so, And there's people now analysing the onboard of Sergio Perez uh, at Monaco and qualifying, and yeah, the, the engine note does sound quite high around that corner when you compare it to other ones, but look, you can't, we can't you know, decide that without full-blown telemetry and, and whatnot. But it does, it does kind of pose quite a problematic situation if that does come up again and maybe they have to investigate it a bit further. Um, but what are you laughing at? So a few weeks ago, there was, you know, that TikTok thing where you get a tortilla and you smack it around someone's face. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, yeah, Please yeah. Have, yes, seen I'm trying to, I'm trying so to. I know where this Red, is going. <laughs> Red Bull did that a few race weekends ago as like a thing on social. And Max certainly gave it some welly. So maybe, maybe there was something behind it because Checo was a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's a tortilla to the face. Whereas Max was like, Whoosh, smack. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So there we go. There is Wait. a relevance to it. it does Checo, like Checo is there, a legend yeah. also, Max. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, you touched on tw- last year and, you know, Perez has done more than enough, I think, as a teammate. Without him, Verstappen does not win the world title last year. If you take a look at Abu Dhabi and how that played out without Perez's amazing defense, like genuinely just got out and walked around the last sector and, (laughs) and, you know, Verstappen gained about eight seconds Uh, without that Hamilton would have been able to pit and it would have been a slam dunk. Thank you very much. Safety car in cheers, Hamilton, eight time world champion. So for me, it just seems really petty if this is the, the case where Verstappen is almost getting one back because now in the post-race interview, he said, well, if he needs points in Abu Dhabi, I'm happy to help. And, and I'm like, but why not now? Like, what, what's, what's the point? If it genuinely is like getting one back on him or whatever, it doesn't make any sense to me. And as you said, Tommy, like alienating your teammate for no real reason just does not make sense. He might think, well, I'm clear of Perez. Who cares? Whatever. 
Who knows what car Red Bull will roll out in 2023? It might be another car that Perez is very good in at the, at the first part of the year. You just don't know how it's going to play out. So for me, it just seems like silly playground games and beef that obviously we don't know about. And yeah, uh, I don't know. It just it, it left a very sour taste uh, in my mouth, especially with the team radio that Verstappen said. It was almost like, I am bigger than the team. Don't even question me. Uh, which you can understand in some ways you're like, well, world champion mentality, you know, I'm not taking any crap from anyone, but also there's, there's limits where you literally make Perez your enemy in your own team. So yeah, didn't make sense to me. It's super weird as well. When you consider that Sergio Perez isn't going anywhere anytime soon at Red Bull, like he signed a contract until the end of 2024, like alienating your teammate like that, when you've still got at least two years together is a really odd choice in my opinion. And like you say, wouldn't even, well, I guess fair enough. Like you say, if he was leading and it was like, you've got to give Sergio the win here, that might be slightly different, but it's literally for like sixth and seventh place. And yeah, if I was Sergio Perez and I heard that team radio that Max said after the race, I would be so angry at, like we've mentioned all the time that he's held max up like look at spain for example um you know max had that issue where wind he got some wind behind his car and he went through the gravel and then fell behind perez perez then got team orders to let max through and he said something along the lines of this isn't fair but okay and let him through sergio's gonna think no screw you next time like you couldn't even let me back you either did he no and it's like, I just feel sad that Sergio, you know, he's been gifted this opportunity at joining Red Bull when he thought his career was over at Racing Point. He's been a great team player. His defence, like, you know, he calls himself the Minister of Defence and all that kind of thing. And he's been Does he playing the team. In? Does he call himself I, Honestly, I've he's, got, he's, he's literally got, he sold merch. merchandise <laughs> that had like Checo is a legend and the in Abu Dhabi thing. So he's obviously really proud that it's he did that. It's almost yeah. as amazing as Magnussen releasing merch on the day of him getting pole position. Did you see that as well? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> he released merch on the same day oh, wow. uh, to celebrate it. Anyway, sorry, Katie, carry on. No, no, that's all right. Um, but, you know, he's probably thinking, yeah, I'm doing a really good job here. There were moments, although Max, we've kind of all said it before, we think Max is clear in terms of talent and the guy just seems unstoppable at times. Sergio Perez is not a bad driver. And if he's suddenly now got the attitude of, do you know what? I've done my part playing the team game. I'm actually just going to go for it in 2023. Screw Max, screw team orders. I'm doing this for me now. It could get really, really ugly at Red Bull, which lots of other fans are probably getting the popcorn ready, you know, all that kind of stuff, because it would make for great entertainment. But yeah, Sergio probably thinks, no, I'm done being Mr. Nice Guy. If you're going to play like that, then I'll play back harder, baby. So stupid, because that is what they had over... You know, we just mentioned the fact that uh, Mercedes, you've got George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. And obviously, you know, we're joking that that relationship could sour if they start taking wins off each other. But realistically, them taking wins off each other is is going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to help in the world championship. You know, if if George Russell was in the car in 2021, Hamilton's not coming close to the title probably because he's not picking up the maximum all the time. And the reason that Max and Lewis were so close is because those two were always picking up the maximum um, and they were clear. So that was such a big advantage for Red Bull 
the fact that they have a clear number one and a number two driver. And then all Max had to do was return that favor. And like you said, it's sixth place. It's not like he's asking for a win. And you actually saw a prime, uh, ironically, because Bonotto yesterday said, I don't know why they didn't switch the cars. And then they didn't switch the cars today, which is hilarious. But I actually understand that because it's for a podium. Mm. So so you, you don't even have that because you could argue you know, if Max had been third, you're still like, well, it's only a podium, Max. You've got so many podiums, but at least there's something there. Sixth and seventh, doesn't matter. And the differences as well, whether this would have been the way it played out, because obviously Signs did finish on the podium, but in Carlos's interview afterwards, they asked him about mm. it and said, oh, you know, where are you going to swap places with Leclerc? He was never communicated with it whatsoever. And he said, look, I'm a team player. If that was the decision that they had made, I would have, I would have done it. So... There was oh, wow. not really any hesitation from mm, him. Awesome. Ferrari didn't ask. Costs. No, Ferrari never even communicated it to him, which doesn't make uh, any sense. But there you go. Ferrari <laughs> just made a decision. And maybe Ferrari realized as well, as you said, Tommy, it was for a podium. It's slightly different. And at the end of the day, who cares about P2 in the championship? Do you really get a you know, a trophy or anything? No. Oh, uh, well, Leclerc cares because we're probably not going to go in. No, there's no questions about this. So maybe we'll just go into it very quickly now. The did, qualifying... The, the sassiness of Leclerc on the team radio and qualifying, it came out again, didn't he, when he was like, oh, brilliant, when they said they're not going to switch or whatever, it's too risky. And um, to be fair, he did say in post-race interview again, he said it was kind of in the heat of the moment, he was you know quite frustrated and then kind of said he so understood. Annoyed. He's getting um, so annoyed. I think it's a lot of things, isn't it, that's just stacking up on him, like intermediates yep. and qualifying and you know ridiculous things. and A tyre being thrust over his car... <laughs> So that rather than you know, go, no, they're going to just hand a soft tire no, no, no. over the top of you uh, when they're d- making decisions of which tire to put on in qualifying. But um, yeah, it was very, very strange, uh, that whole debacle. But yeah, I can understand the difference there. It's a podium. It's it's silverware. It's uh, slightly more meaningful. Um, Zero X Fusions asks, why do you think Max didn't give up the place to Checo? If you could sum it up in one one sentence, Tommy, how would you how would you answer that? Uh, why he didn't? Why didn't Max give the place to Checo? Uh, for me, opinion? for me, yeah. I from my understanding from watching that into he did with Sky, it is him basically alluding to the fact that Mexico. He thought, um, sorry, Monaco. Sorry, uh, Monaco. That he thought that Perez crashed on purpose. Whether, like you said, that's even been admitted to him, but clearly it's something he's very unhappy about. Oh my word, that is like, that is pettiness beyond belief to basically like, you screwed me once, so I get to screw you once back. You you can't can't see the bigger picture and think Abu Dhabi and Spain and um, you know even Baku and things like that. You you just see that one thing of go like he screwed me once, so I need to screw him back. That for me is just and it's so unbelievable. Levels of petty. He's leading He's the world the championship. championship by nearly two hundred <laughs> points. Like, what is he doing? It's That's it's very, mad. One very long sentence, and, Tommy. <laughs> sorry, yeah, but it, it really annoys me because yeah. Yeah. it actually really annoys me because um, this this to me, I think it is actually hurting Max's career as well because you've got to think that. Formula One, and there's no better driver of an example of this than Fernando Alonso, that Formula One is so much more than just driving fast. It's about relationships. It's about having like the, the bigger picture. 
And to burn your bridges with a driver that's helped you win a championship going into the next season is such a stupid and dumb thing to do. Over nothing as well. Thank you for the sentence, Tommy. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, my line's probably similar to that, but yeah, it just seems as though for whatever reason that has lodged in Verstappen's brain and gone, I need to get you back. Now, I don't know why finishing ahead of him for P6 is the time that he wanted to get it back. It's it's crazy. I, I don't really understand why that's something that's still playing on his mind. If he was 35 points behind Leclerc with two races to go, I can understand it still playing on his mind. And maybe he almost felt like the whole Perez doing that spin in Monaco wasn't covered enough that this whole thing needed to be discussed a bit more. And this is the way in which to kind of bring it up into conversation. It's like, well, look, you know my reasons. And then they start poking at him in interviews. And he's like, well, you can, you, I think he said something like, you can make your own mind up or something when they're asking about Monaco. So yes. I mean, that's a yes <laughs> straight up, isn't it? So it just seems very petty, uh, as as you say, Tommy, and, and, and I'm of the same kind of opinion. And another long sentence. What's your long sentence, Katie? Well, firstly, I'm wondering how many more, like the spike in views are going to go up on Sergio Perez Monaco qualifying because that's suddenly going to rock it up quite a bit I believe yeah yes um but yeah also I don't understand maybe Max did it deliberately but keep it off the airwaves like you've got your engineer saying Max why didn't you do that just say we'll discuss it after the race don't be like this is why because then you're just going to get journalists hound you in the media pen and you're going to have to go around to each journalist and say the same thing i had my reasons thanks very much next one i had my reasons next one like and every single journalist is going to say well what are the reasons then max come on spill the beans i'm waiting and every single time you have to go oh well we had our like you know just it, this whole thing would have been avoided although we had a great time talking about it on the podcast don't get me wrong but if you just said we'll discuss it after the race and the debrief like like, like Matt said though, is that him wanting to yeah. bring it into the mix? Because I'll throw something out there. If journalists <laughs> do keep poking about it and they somehow find that Checo's admitted it, I'm not saying he did did do it, but like if that's really what is believed and that comes out that he crashed on purpose in Monaco. It'd be Nico Rosberg 2.0. Well, not even that. It'd be because they'd have, like, if if they managed to get some kind of, like, he admits it or whatever, like, that's that's mad. Like, what what would happen then if they find out that you've crashed because science went into crashed on purpose? You've and it's not and it's not quite Singapore Crashgate, but crashing on purpose is not a very good thing to do. It's extremely dangerous and stupid i'm not saying perez did it um but yeah clearly um i don't think this is over is what i'll say which is i just want a normal winter break (laughs) cliffhanger come back next week see what happens uh i agree though max is not great when he gets constantly poked about things and can potentially sometimes snap uh so we will see what's said uh tanya smith 1986 has max damaged his relationship with perez i'm reminded of the multi-21 and we all know how that ended i think it was quite telling in perez's interview because at the start he was like ah, oh, well i'm not sure what max was told sort of thing kind of almost giving verstappen the benefit of the doubt the clarification then came to him saying yeah, he refused. And you could kind of see the shock in his face yeah, he where he was shocked. like, oh, um, 
Right. And then uh, did he say, he said something about that, that kind of shows what sort of person he is or something. <laughs> he said that on that. the radio. Yeah. This shows yeah. who he really is or something. The radio. Yeah. Which is, you know, quite, quite Savage. cutting. Um, but I, I think it has for sure. I think this relationship behind closed doors has been fractured already. If Monaco is anything to go by. Uh, but I think Perez won't be as willing anymore to play games, but it depends how much Sergio kind of, cherishes his drive at Red Bull because at the end of the day if he starts causing problems for the golden boy at Red Bull Max Verstappen then he won't be at Red Bull for much longer and contracts can be broken bought out etc etc so there's going to be a lot of internal discussions I'm sure where even though Max has kind of been out of order here Sergio may still have to fall in line we've seen you know Sergio playing the team game since he's come to Red Bull Let's just throw it back a little bit to when he was teammates with Esteban Ocon because holy moly, the fireworks between those two were insane. And imagine if it changes to that kind of relationship between Max and Checo, like the same level that we had with Esteban. You know, Esteban was saying about Checo, that guarantee this isn't what Perez said, but after Spa, he made something be like, he's got kids on the way and that's how he wants to drive, that kind of thing. Like, it's going to kill us both kind of thing. Like, if we see that side to Checo again, oh, that's going to be fiery. And I'm actually secretly kind of here for it because, as you know, I like Checo and I want to see him take it to max. To sum up, uh, before we move on, I did tweet an hour ago and I said, I'm looking forward to seeing Sergio Perez's villain era from today. Uh, this is it. He is now Do it. He's just switched up. That's it now. He'll have to be a bit quicker if this villain era is going to be, you know, something that will <laughs> yeah. actually impact Max. But let, let's see uh, when the next time he is ahead. Maybe it'll be in Abu Dhabi, but then Max said he'll help. So who knows? Imagine, next week. imagine like if Max did just park it at the, at the end and let <laughs> Perez win the race or something and be like, right, I screwed you over once. Uh, now you can have it back. But that would, is, that would ne- almost be weirder. To do that, though. He'll ne- he will never he will never need to let Unless Leclerc's winning the race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're even, aren't they, on points yeah, yeah, yeah. now? So, yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, bizarre. I just want to see situation. I want to see the situation where it's Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez. Perez is on the radio. Well, come on, Max, you're going to help me, no? And then it'll be one of those uh, Hamilton yeah. going around at three miles an hour yeah. trying to block Rosberg <laughs> uh, for the championship kind of vibe. But let's see. Uh, let's move on now from the top teams and actually speak about other things that went on in the race because there was quite a bit. Uh, Robbie Chen, 29. How did Alonso get to P5 with that strategy? I don't know. I, I <laughs> What happened? Magic Alonso. Fernando it Alonso. Was. He just appeared there, didn't he? Started, there, what, 18th? 18th, <laughs> yeah. He was off strategy with everyone, wasn't he? And then mm. the safety car just worked beautifully that he was on the soft tyres at the end. Um, hadn't been compromised to lose loads of places and drove really well as well. I cannot believe how much that has changed. The, the Alpine-McLaren thing from the sprint going, what are Alpine doing? They've completely yeah. bottled this to Alonso finishing fifth and a McLaren double DNF. That that whole battle. But thank you for the DNF, insane. Lando. Thank you. you made yeah, exactly. It, uh, very exciting. Tommy's going to have to buy some Alpine merch. I think that's what oh, we're trying to God. say. Yeah. Because the no, gap now is it's nineteen massive. points. Yeah, that's it's not nineteen points. Yeah, that's not changing. Get unless... your get your merch. 
SD get that credit though. card at the ready, babe. <laughs> mm, God, I hope it's not never expensive. Never specified uh, how much. Uh... I was going to say. Did you say all of it? I'm sure I, you said. I all did. Of it. I said head to toe. I need. Oh, I pray there's <gasps> yes. no sales. To be fair, we can, you could probably contact Alpine and be like, look, come on, guys, yeah, please help I'm us out here. Alex. Give us a give us a discount code or something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's 19 points between Ferrari and Mercedes, 19 Last... points between Alpine and McLaren, and uh, what's the other fights? Two I'm definitely points... jinxing it, but that's done. Alpine and McLaren, yeah, that is done. done. Watch Lando Norris win. Oh, actually, Danny Rick will win the last race now. You, you've heard it here first. Haas are two points ahead of Alpha Tauri in the battle for eighth. Alpha Romeo are five points ahead of Aston Martin in the battle for sixth. It's quite a few nice little battles uh, Alpha going on. Tauri and Williams battling Shocking. themselves, but um, yeah, apart from that. It's all good. Um, next question. No, did you want to say anything about Alonso? Did you say anything about Alonso, Katie? I didn't, but yeah, insane. Um, like I've said so many times in this podcast, I live with a huge Alonso fan, and he was pretty adamant that Alonso might even get a, pe- a podium at one point, but wasn't to be. But no, he was just on a mission. Um, and yeah, just once again, magic Alonso. Was it a three-stop strategy that he had in the end? Yeah, it was a three-stopper. He was com- he went completely Insane. different to everyone else. Yeah. He only Fair finished play. nine tenths behind Leclerc at the end there as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ridiculous. speaking of fair play, um fair play to Ocon after all that beef of the previous days and Ocon I think has had some pretty horrendous things said about him by um uh you know, fans and, and stuff. And Alonso. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and Alonso in general. So um, for for Ocon, he was getting sassy and I was like, right, we're getting another Alpine mm. collision here. For him to to let Fernando go um, after everything that happened and Alonso's the one leaving the team and has said stuff like, you know, I only have to I'll race to one leave. more race yeah. with this guy, thank God and stuff. Fair play to Ocon. It's rich after Alonso literally drove into the back of him as well. Like that. Yeah, that was, that was all that, Ocon. That uh, sorry, all Alonso's fault yesterday. Yeah, that he literally just drove into the back of him. Either or. Um, yes, Alonso did an incredible job. Uh, next up, someone that didn't do an incredible job is the FIA. Sicarius DM. Why did the safety car come in when Yuki was still unlapping him? Oh, what? What on earth went on there? And I love how they've just not said really anything because Yuki definitely was breaking safety car protocol because we didn't see any Yuki was allowed to unlap himself, and we did have another situation where some lapped cars could go through and others couldn't. Mm-hmm. The two Williams, well, well yeah, he's saying through. Yuki was robbed. Yuki, Yuki was would have won a potential fifteenth place. Um, because he was actually overtaken by Latifi under the safety car because both Williams were waved through and Sonoda was in between the two Williams, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, then they, they left him out there. Then they've clearly gone, oh, Jesus, Sonoda's still out there, isn't he? And he's oh. he's lapped. And Who's left pop- him out there? <laughs> it's a fair assumption to be like, Yuki, why are you behind the Williams? Uh, so maybe they just thought that he was on the lead lap. Uh, but either or, he then starts unlapping himself for a bit, gets up to, I think, fifth place. <laughs> yeah, and he then, was, yeah. And then he's stuck there and not allowed to un- <laughs> overtake any more. So thankfully, oh. Yuki did the right thing and just peeled off to the side as the safety car came in and got out of the way. But that oh, the FIA. Uh, there's a few moments, isn't there? There's that. There was the the whole Lando Norris car situation. Yeah, that should have been a safety car instantly. Didn't throw the VSC at the very least straight yeah. away. It was just yellow flags, which you know he was getting out of his car, and you know you wonder oh, if, if there's another 
Kevin Magnuson, Danny Rickens, and then you know you never know. So again, it's it's one of those things where I don't know why they don't just press a button for a VSC straight away. It just neutralizes the race. It doesn't affect anyone too much. You just neutralize it as soon as a car stopped out on track, and then you work from there. Uh, and then of course they couldn't move the car, could they? And then the the safety car came out, and then that was when myself and Tommy on the WTF one Twitch <laughs> watch along popped off. We were celebrating so hard thinking we'd get a Mercedes fight, but we didn't, but it was still still an exciting end to the race. Yeah, I'd be really interested in hearing Yuki Sonoda's team radio for that because we all know he's a bit hot-headed behind oh, that'd be amazing. the wheel. Exactly. I'm just imagining he's swearing, going, what's going on? And then, I'm yeah, in the like, middle when they... of all of this. What's ah! going on? <laughs> literally, like, panicking. And then, like you say, he, uh, he did the right thing and peeled over to one side. But what an absolute bleep show that was um from race control um i have nothing else to say you know I normally <laughs> yeah have a rant but there's i'm just nothing left i'm finished I've, I've got nothing left you know the faa have just like it's beyond words now katie can't even have a rant about it i mean i can only assume that alpha towery i'm sure like you know this this podcast will be going out later so we'll have seen things afterwards so apologize um if this is not correct but i can only assume that alpha towery have told yuki that lapped cars may now overtake yuki started making his way through the field then suddenly someone on alpha towery have gone wait yuki like for, for whatever reason you're not allowed to it's only the two Williams is Latifi's overtaken him. Then he's made his way through the field. They've told him to stop. So he can't then drop all the way back again. He's just there in fifth place. Absolute mess. Um, I'd love to hear that whole communication of what was going on, but how they've managed to completely forget about one of the cars in the race. And, you know, I'm under no illusion that, you know, Sonoda had a shocking weekend and it pains me to say it, but at the end of the day, he has the right to be able to restart at the back of the train in the position that he's in. Um, and, you know, he's not going to get a point, but I think Alpha Tauri, you'd be annoyed because you don't even have that opportunity to fight. Um, again, it's just, what are the FIA doing? It's absolutely shambolic. Just when you think, um, people have said it so many times that, you know, Maybe it wasn't Massey that was the the problem here. There's obviously some other things going on because they're making mistake after mistake. And um, it's just probably not so high profile because there's no title fight and it's not, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to really talk about this because it stopped Yuki Tsunoda finishing 16th and he finished 17th. So it's not, it's not quite Hamilton not winning the world title, is it? Um, but it's still just like, how have they balls that up again ah only one more race until we start a whole like new Alonso. season fresh with the fia again maybe mm. they'll make some changes <laughs> we say that every race podcast next question yurik godoy how can we have every race here in brazil i would happily have a 24 race calendar of interlagos just over and over again it is my favorite race weekend it will always be my favorite race weekend and it's just the perfect racetrack it it really is you've got a, a yeah. short circuit which means it's close in qualifying you've got changeable conditions you've got straights in order for overtakes and yeah it is just perfection 
Um, and I would, I would genuinely happy, uh, happy have, uh, I would be happy to have, I think is what I was trying to say. Um, five, 10, 15 races around Brazil. Just, just keep coming back. Absolutely. And again, it's lent itself to a sprint weekend brilliantly. Um, that's true. We've had absolutely awesome action qualifying the sprint and the race all superb. The race has been superb every year it seems it provides so much drama as well not even just overtakes it's not even just the relentless overtakes there's just drama galore um if you're like a um qatar or i don't know south africa or or whatever that's trying to get on the calendar and you've got money to build a circuit just laser scan into lagos to perfection and create into Lagos every bump, every blip, you know, every little bit of it, and you just got guaranteed banging race. Um, I'm not sure contracts would allow that, Tommy, but <laughs> fair enough. No, yeah, just do that, and then just make like everything just slightly longer. May- yeah, then... maybe just one. I mean, they did it at Cota, right? They they did a best of. <laughs> yeah. Now now they've just realised that a best of circuit is just into Lagos. So <laughs> just do into Lagos again, and maybe just make one corner different. No, it Lovely. was it was a sensational weekend. I think probably one of the best weekends F1 has had as a whole in a very long time, at least a, few, a couple of years, I would say. I mean, yes, we had the added bonus of the sprint, which meant we had qualifying on the Friday and we got it in the wet and we got K-Mag pole and that was really amazing. And as I forget who it was, but somebody on our Twitch stream pointed out, if it wasn't for the sprint, we would have had a bone dry collie and probably none of this would have happened. So as much as I love to kind of poke holes in the sprint on this occasion, it did make the weekend unforgettable. But yeah, it's, it's just so good. It's just well, there's there's nothing more to say. I just love it. <laughs> speaks... I think... Go on. Go on, Tommy. I was going to say, it speaks volumes as well for Interlagos that you're going into a race where there's literally, well, I know there's P2 in the title, but there's not anything to play for in terms of the championship. And it's that enjoyable. Just shows what a unbelievable track and weekend it's been. And I think as well, it shows the importance of selecting which tracks take the sprint because... You should, we, some tracks just aren't built for a sprint race. It just is an extra 20 odd laps to a, yeah, a, a racetrack that potentially doesn't give us uh, much, much action anyway. Um, but yeah, everything just fell into place uh, for Brazil. Um, and yeah, the, the quali- qualifying, especially Friday, I was saying on the Twitch watch long, I said it in Internet's Best Reactions, and I'll say it here as well, that it was the perfect amount of rain in qualifying to just spice up the action enough for the track to be slippery, but then dry out. And that's what you want. Changeable conditions that get better. And that causes all kinds of uh, chaos. Okay. Big deep breath. It's time <laughs> for jingle time. Has Tommy got the jingle? That's the question. I have this one. Oh my absolutely God, yes. wild. Okay. Um, here we go. Okay. WTF1 gang. Love the pods. The wife and I are expat Brits living in Austin, Texas, and you're part of our general regime of preserving our sanity. So thanks for that. Uh, Been meaning to get around to doing a little ABCDF1 jingle for a while. Uh, I guess the sleep I got during the Mexican Grand Prix topped up my energy levels to actually make a run of it. So yeah, here's a wee mashup for you. 
of a couple of little tunes you may recognize and they've written the lyrics so i'll say them after in case you can't can't hear them clearly but enjoy from steven tyler and he says no not that one Stars to each other. The fans give S to the D. I mean, first and foremost, a lot going on there. There was uh, the chain secondly, in there and the F1 theme. I, I'll be honest, didn't hear many of the words. Okay. So, so the lyrics are, we love you, Nick Gotifi, but you'll never get an A. A, B, C, D, F1, A, B, C, D, E, F1, A, B, C, D, E, F1, A, B, C. Matt gives A stars to Charles Leclerc. The fans give Fs for dirty air. Hey, Danny Rick, while you're still there, how about some merch for Katie Fair? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And that was from... I love it. That was from Stephen Tyler. Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. That was uh, amazing. That genuinely was... That encapsulated my entire brain. That was my ringtone. (laughs) Yeah. That was that was intense, but thank you, Stephen. Right, let's and get into some be, ABC. Will that be F1. the last fan one as well? Because Tommy's doing that on the guitar next week. Yeah, Tommy oh, is no. performing. We're not forgetting about um, that, Tommy. Yeah, don't you? You promised. Come on, oh, got this. No one wants got to that. Think of a song. Everybody wants that. Like, come on. You, you can't just play the. Do you remember F1 when we did that either. Twitch watch along? And we people literally subscribed or something, didn't they, to get you to play oh, yeah. something or whatever it was. Or maybe it was, it was likes. It was like ten thousand likes or something. Yeah, whatever it was. But they love it, Tommy. Anyway. Let's get into some ABCDF1. Lewis Hamilton. Let's start with him. A. A. Yep. I'm going to go A star. He came from the back and managed to put himself into second on Russell's, Russell's tail. So I'm going A star. I can't give him an A star just purely no. because of the Stappen incident, personally. But, um, and, and qualifying. And quali as well. Um, I thought we didn't include quality. <laughs> just a sprinkling of quality. A sprinkling of quality. Uh, okay, so an A from us and an A star for Hamilton. Uh, George Russell, A star. Stand A-star. up. Easy. Easiest Easy. A star. If there was a better grade than A star, he'd be getting it. <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen. Oh, sorry, no, hold on. So Hamilton got an A star from the fans. Russell got an A star from the fans as well. Max Verstappen. C. D. <laughs> It's a difficult one. It is a difficult one because a lot went on. There's a lot. Weekend. There's a lot of emotions in Verstappen's grade as well, isn't there? Yes, the fact there that really he's is. collided with Hamilton. He's not played the team game. He's finished. Yeah, sixth. <laughs> he's finished sixth. Um, see, yeah, because he did do quite a good drive through the field, and then yeah, um, he was like seventeenth at one point, wasn't he? He was, and also I don't put him as much to blame for the incident, so that's kind of where I guess I give him a C. Uh, so a C from us and an F from the fans. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sergio Perez B. 
Uh, no, he got screwed, didn't he? he? Yeah, if they hadn't put him on mediums at the end, it was just unfortunate that he just got mugged. He got mugged by the safety, safety car. car. Yeah, so yeah, B. I'll go B as well. Okay, B from us and a B from the fans. Charles Leclerc. No, I want to. It's yeah. It's give him how he's managed to get back through the field when he got punted that high up. How his car has survived mm. that, and that was Lando's fault because he got a penalty. Um, Mind you, and he got shafted in quality. <laughs> he yeah, would have logic. Actually, it was his fault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I haven't actually seen the onboard of Lando. I, 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 did they show the 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 onboard of Lando in the on, during the race? Mm, I don't I think, think they so. Did, like, no, I feel like he understood into. Yeah, it seemed that way. Uh, I think it was a very hard, solid drive from Charles. I can't get oh. the same grade as Hamilton, though, I guess, and I've given oh, Hamilton an A, so B. B. Well, in that theory, then I should give him an, give him an a, a if you get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give him an A. I'll just okay. dish out the good grades, you know. So, well, uh, the, the jingle says <laughs> I give him A stars. Someone's got to be positive around here, so. <laughs> yeah, the jingle says I give him A stars, but not today, is a B. Uh, so a B from us and a B from the fans. Carlos signs A. A. I've really screwed myself over here with these generous grades, haven't hey, I? Just, just give, just give it whatever you feel. Don't worry about your relative grades to everyone else. Science is I'll his own person. A. I'll go A. A. Okay. Uh, a from us and an A from the fans. Lando Norris it was looking so that. good. Oh, that's away, such a good had weekend. The penalty, got the collision with Leclerc, and DNF'd. I'm going to have to give him. I feel like it was it was an unfortunate incident as much as it was his fault. So I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, yeah C. C. C from us yeah. and a C from the fans. Danny Ricardo F F took out the pole sitter from Friday. Shocking. Oh, day. Yeah. Imagine you you say that by the way leading into the weekend. Danny Ricardo will take out the pole sitter from qualifying. I'd be like, oh my god, great! <laughs> like, go What's on, Danny Rick, yeah. fighting for the win. Pop- off bestie um yeah oh i think it's got to be enough all that brilliant racing he did in mexico i mean i guess it all started by him punting someone else so his his race craft is that's the most disappointing thing it's not the fact that he's he's slow and his race craft has suddenly got terrible as well which is concerning it is sad Mm. i don't want to hear it this is last race yeah it's all right not yeah, listening. He's, he's racking up a lot of penalty points for Shut oh, wait. Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sad. I, I joke because I'm actually genuinely uh, very sad to see Danny Rick leave. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still an F. Uh, because and it was instant karma as well. But literally nice. taps Magnuson round and then Magnuson just goes round and yeets him. Uh, so sad times for Danny Rick, but it is an F. And an F from the fans as well. Fernando Alonso. A. Yeah. A. Wasn't it's like it's like games. an A star for the sprint mm. and like an E for the sorry the an E for the sprint and an A, an star, a star for, for the driving race. into Ocon. Okay, no, Tommy, sorry, I, I got I got the wrong way around. No, I'm not biased. <laughs> Bestie, I'm sorry. Um, Everyone listening on the headphones. I'm like, at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> I know. So like, I'm I the other way around. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, dear, uh, yeah. 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 A. I think A, like you say, for the whole weekend. He shouldn't have been starting at the back anyway. To have a good recovery drive. Yeah. It shows what a good drive it was that he's managed to recover 
an A in ABCDF1 because yeah. I was ready to give him an F after the sprint and mm. awful, like, awful weekend, but turned it around. Well done, Fernando. It's an A from us and an A from the fans. Esteban Ocon. B. 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 Yep, B from us and a... He did have an old power unit today, though. So B from the fans. Keep that in mind. No, Katie, don't bring that in for one driver <laughs> and not everyone else racing. <laughs> Ocon uh, had a few miles on his power unit. Can we have the other 19, please? The rundown of every other driver's uh, power units, please? No, you only know Esty Besties. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> Gasly. He was running in a very strong, like, sixth place at the start after all the yeah. chaos. And ended up 14th. So that's going to, that's, that's a D. He, he also spe- sped in the pit lane. Can I, can I just throw something into the atmosphere? Is he speeding oh, in the pit lane on purpose to get hey, his I put that the into way? the atmosphere on the yeah, Twitch. And but he got zero penalty all... points. <laughs> Calm down, boys. <laughs> zero penalty points is basically, we don't want to ban you. But he's and an idiot because nobody Gasly's gets penalty like... points for speeding through the pit lane. Because oh, like, Leclerc, Leclerc did it, didn't he? In, Spa, oh, and he didn't what, get any. Yeah. So oh, okay. he went over by he needs point, like yeet he, he went over by point one of a kilometer an hour. I mean, there must still... be like a, <laughs> there must be like lines. Like if you go through the pit lane at 150 <laughs> kilometers an hour, I highly doubt it. they're going to be like, yeah, five second penalty. This so, is going to be Gasly's career though for the next four, five, six races of just every single incident. It's like now we wait to see if there's any penalty points. That's true because um, it's got a long time, hasn't he, to wait? It would have made so much sense to just cross the pit exit line twice. Yeah, like, you're true. in 14th. Just get banned, and then you've got a fresh slate for uh, for. for that is how it works, yeah. right? Is it a fresh slate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it completely yeah. goes back to zero. Which I don't know if it was like a, which makes no sense because technically you're you've been Even banned, worse. so you're dangerous. Yeah, you would think yeah. that you wouldn't go back to zero, like, ah, oh, fresh start. It, you feel yeah. like you'd almost go back to nine or six or I don't know. But either or, uh, didn't work out for Gasly. And if he if he has an incident in Abu Dhabi, he'll miss his first race for Alpine next Great year. Great start. Unless which... he does something in practice. I'm trying to figure out how long it would, like, if he did something in practice or qualifying, would it implement in the race? What penalty? Mm. Who knows? Yeah, you just have to... Crash just crash into, into somebody. Just yeah. take one for the team. Nick sure Debris trying to work out if he can drive for Alpine and AlphaTauri in the same race next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mad times. Mad times. Um, okay, so that was, was uh, Gasly. Gasly. Uh, D. Uh, I, uh, D. D. Yeah, I went with a D, which is such a shame because he was looking so good. Yeah. Uh, so a D from us and a C from the fans. Yuki Sonoda, it's going to have to be uh, an E. Yeah, shocking. It would be an F, but... I'm giving him an E because he was kind enough to get out of the way of everyone. And uh, yeah, he did, the, he did the right thing. He did the noble thing, he did didn't finish he? finish a yeah. lap down on everyone because of that. So, yeah. Uh, I'll go. What did you say? E. 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 Yeah, I'll go E. Would have loved to have seen him send it at turn one and pretend he was fifth, but alas, <laughs> he did the noble thing. <laughs> e from us and a D from the fans. Sebastian Vettel, how oh. the hell has Lance Stroll beaten him? I know. Vettel he got was screwed in by point. strategy, didn't he? And had a, yeah, he got, he was had a bot ass and <laughs> he was looking like best of the rest easily and it just didn't work out strategy wise. So it's a B though. Great, great. Yeah, it's a B. Can you guys say that I'm the one that always gives him a nice grade? But yeah, I'll go B. Prepare for an A star on Abu Dhabi, by the way. Whatever happens, he's getting an A star on Abu Dhabi. <laughs> oh God, here comes a Danny Rick pity A star as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's oh, getting Rick A stars on Abu Dhabi. 15th, one lap down, yeah. A star. <laughs> he's taken out the entire field at turn one. A star. 
he was Beautiful. great on the softs at the end. Right. Next. <laughs> on his own. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, an E from us. For, no, sorry. No, we're in Vettel, aren't we? I've already done Sonoda. Vettel, we gave a B and it's a B from the fans. Lance Stroll, I don't know how the fans have given him a worse grade. I suppose it's because he didn't get as unlucky. And he's maybe not got Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> but I'm going to give him a B because he got, he's got a point in Aston Martin. So well done, Lance. Yeah. We have to take the sprint into account, and it was oh, he was poor horrendous to, there. I think that get, get knocks him but, down a grade. But then that's technically qualifying, and how much do we yeah. use? Sorry, no, well, I know. I think it has to. I think it has to take a little bit more than qualifying because it's points on offer. And he's okay, sacrificed. see. All right. So after going, I don't know how the fans have given him a lower grade. We're also giving him yeah. a lower grade. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Tommy's Tommy's explained it to me uh, as the founder. <laughs> Three points, which is what Lance got for that dangerous manoeuvre, is the most that anybody's been given in the last 12 months in one go. There you go. What did Lance Stroll get for the previous race in Cota? In two points, I think it was. That was how many biggest... is he on now? He must be racking them Eight. up. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Lawrence Stroll will get blah, blah, blah. Yeah, lots of storylines. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Lawrence Stroll could just pay for his license to be clean again or something. Uh, but still a point. Well done, Lance. Um, next up, Nicholas Latifi. How is that man so far behind at all times? I remember just watching, and then we were doing our Twitch watch along, and I said, to Tom, I just saw, I just looked at it, and I was, Tommy, how is Latifi 49 seconds off the back of the back of the pack? I genuinely want to watch a full 71 laps of a Nicholas Latifi race just to see what goes on. Did he go down the like Kimi Raikkonen route at any point, you know, mm. uh, locked up at the penultimate corner and went on a little adventure? I don't know. Ninters or something. But what, Maybe he stopped for a piece of Nutella toast. <laughs> potentially. Uh, but what will go down in history is that he finished a second behind his teammate. So that's all that matters uh, at this stage. But it's going to have to be an F. Yeah. Yeah. He's also getting a pity A star, isn't he, next week? No, he's not. I think the fans will still give him an F. Um, Everybody listening, give him an A star. The no, next week, ski the votes. Come on, the yes, I can. Oh, I'm influencing it right it. now. Okay. So, what are you giving Latifi this time? Uh, F. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll cool. get an A star next week. So, level out to a C. Okay. So, an F from us and an F from the fans. Alex Alban. Nah, it's just Williams have just been terrible uh, yeah. this weekend, despite him doing pretty well. Qualified well. Unfortunate yeah. the sprint they had the. The failure, which screws you completely, doesn't mm. it? If you have a failure in the sprint, I'm going to see. Yeah, yeah, see, I'll go see. Only finished a second ahead of the team. See from us and a C from the fans. Valtteri Bottas with a P9, some crucial points for Alfa Romeo. Uh, he was looking good as well. I'm going to give him. He got screwed a little bit, didn't he? In uh, quali, didn't well, overtake. Screwed, but. Um, <laughs> I meant in Friday quality, sorry. He was looking really good in dry practice and then uh, it was about out of position after after the wet quality. Uh, Going to give him a B. Yeah, B. B. Also, B. phenomenal moustache. I know that doesn't come into effect, yes. so I just had to say it. And all for a good cause as well, so well done, Valtteri. Uh, yeah. B from us and a B from the fans. Zhou uh, Guan Yu, P12. See. <laughs> I just got flashbacks to in the race with Crofty going, oh, is that show going slowly? And it's like, nope, it's just it's blue flags, being babe. lapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah C. C from us and a C from the fans. Kevin Magnuson, A. A. Yeah, I'll go A. He didn't really get to show his full potential after. Daniel got pole Ricardo. position, finished eighth in the sprint, then got yeeted. I think that's an A. 
Yeah. A from us and then A from the fans. And finally, Mick Schumacher, who looked like he might have scored a point or two at the start of that race, uh, ended up 13th. It's going to have to be. It was a a good recovery drive from Mick, considering he started last. Um, C. 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 Okay. C from us and a C from the fans. Brazil predictions. Verstappen wins both races is what I went with, which was very interesting. And I feel like maybe I uh, did some jinxing. I think that's a minus uh, point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. Someone's getting cocky. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's a real big Max fan. Wouldn't think it after this podcast, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, and Strollak qualifies Vettel. Didn't happen. Don't care. Um <laughs> Did he bring him in the sprint? I don't think he did. Did he even if he eated him? No, he didn't because he sent him off onto the grass yeah. and still oh, lost yeah. to him. Uh, so I can't even try for half a point. Katie, why don't you go with oh, yours? Wow. I went for a Mercedes win, which was very lucky. So that's nice. Well done. Yeah, I'm trying not to be too, um, you know, this is my smug face kind of vibe. So I just move on. And um, <laughs> Hamilton celebrated at the circuit somehow. I said a corner name or a grandstand being named after him. I'm going to say that didn't happen. No, he was celebrated. But By we the fans, cor- but... I think we all knew, we all knew he was going to get celebrated <laughs> yeah. after yeah. being literally given a citizenship to the country. But um, yes, uh, well, well done. Mercedes win. It hasn't happened this year. So I'll take that. Nice point. Tommy. A different sprint winner to main race, which that was me suggesting that it would be a boring, <laughs> a boring thing, which it wasn't. But it's still wrong because George Russell won both, um, and Latifi won't be P twenty in quali, and he wasn't. He wasn't. Thank he was fifteenth, wasn't he, or sixteenth? Sixteenth. Thank you, Mick, and a lot of others. Yeah. Yeah, he outqualified Zhou Guan Yu, Valtteri Bottas, Yuki Tsunoda, and Mick Schumacher. Fair play. I changed Go my grade. The lad. Well done, Latifi. Four points. And the fans, Mega versus Primus, a collision during the sprint. That happened. Uh, Jones, 7-3. Albin in the points, no. And Dave DeRock, rain. Yes. Well done, fans. And Abu Dhabi predictions. I have gone for Ricardo doesn't score points, so basically leaves F1 with an underwhelming <laughs> Is that even a prediction anymore? <laughs> it is. I'm going to have to do it. No. And so for this one, actually, before I carry on, we've all got a bonus prediction where we had to be really specific. Seeing as it's the last race, we thought we'd do a bonus, very specific prediction. So my second one, which isn't the bonus one, is Latifi doesn't finish last. Yeah, that's not too bold. Is Here it? we go. I mean, that but, is so that's that, finishing that been on the road, bonus. right? So if people crash out. It's still Latifi. We'll decide. Yeah. we'll decide that. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, <next> <laughs> uh, but look, I'm, I believe, I believe in Latifi. Uh, to be to be honest, that should have been my bonus one because that's not happening. And then my bonus one is Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez make contact. So there you go, Katie. Interesting. So I said donuts from the grid for Sebastian Vettel for his last race. Right, we're going to have to go into some nitty-gritty okay, details here. It, what does it. From the Grid stand for? How many need to give him a donut in order for it to be donuts from the grid? And not actual <laughs> donuts. We're talking about car donuts. Yeah, here's so some crispy crisp. You're talking like the Alonso thing that they yeah. do. The Guard of Honour. Like, yeah. At least, Just for Seb. At least two. Just Se- for Seb. I think Seb will do donuts because he always does. And That's a great prediction do. then. Yeah, but I think I won't say this isn't part of my prediction. This is just me putting it out into the atmosphere. I think Mick will do it. I think Ricardo will do it if they're still in the race. 
and <laughs> some other people, maybe. I don't know. But there so we go. How, so if Sebastian Vettel doesn't finish the race and then oh, some other shoot. drivers do a donut, <laughs> oh, are yeah. you trying to say that <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. be doing it for Seb? Yeah, they're doing it for Seb, 100%. <laughs> no, no, come on. No, they are. Seb, they are. Seb's in the media pen, like, circling around. Yeah, just <laughs> literally like, woo! So you've pretty... <laughs> Thank you for that rendition, Katie. Oh, yeah, people on audio, I just spun around on my chair. Yeah. Okay. Um, so interesting. So it has to be, did you say two? <laughs> yeah, two. So two I other drivers two do it with Sebastian Vettel. So we don't need isolated donuts here. We need You mean together, like the Alonso thing? I like the Alonso one. Yeah. Okay, Tommy's cool. writing it in the sheets. Tommy's actually sure. written it in. That's amazing. And your second one, Katie. <laughs> I said Alonso and Ocon have one final coming together. I love how you wrote one final coming together. Like This is the last time they will clash because <laughs> Alonso will be so As far behind. Teammates. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's true. Tonight. I didn't even think of that. Um, and then my bonus one, we you said the bonus one had to be a really bold prediction. Mm. So I went for something a bit wild and I said that Norris will start on the front row. I don't think it's going to happen, but I just went for something crazy. So there It's we go. bold. It's mm. very bold and very specific. Tommy. Right, I've gone for a Hamilton win. And I've gone, okay. sorry, everyone. I uh, hope it's a jinx. Oh. Sebastian Vettel DNFs in his last race. Something seems to happen, you know. We had it with Kimmy and races, yeah. yeah, Massa DC? and stuff. Does he have that? DC, DC at Brazil, yeah, yeah, Massa. But sometimes, dare Button? I say, yeah, Button Abu Dhabi it happens oh my a lot. God, what have we done? But dare I say, sometimes they get to have their moment, you know, a little more because what, crashing into a wall. <laughs> no, like you know, re- retirement and the fans cheer and. No, we don't. Uh, want I don't that. want to see it. I, I, I hope it's the guard of honor that. Um, like you say, with Mick and whatever, and they're doing donuts on the on the grid. Um, and then my bonus, very specific prediction is that Latifi has an identical crash to last year, the same corner, which basically creates a load of memes. And everyone's like, oh, look, it's happened again. And it's over the course of the weekend, he basically goes into that wall exactly the same and it looks eerily similar. Okay, so if that does happen, we're going to have to get some proof as to whether it's exactly the same and what part of the wall <laughs> to the millimeter. he hits. Yeah, we're going to have to get the ruler out. Um, so, Okay, cool. So those bonus predictions will be one extra point, just to be clarified. Okay. I think, so Katie, you've probably won already, think, but let's yeah. see. Uh, or very close to, unless maybe I get a full house. Uh, and the fans, Hannah 15 underscore F- F1, safety car first lap. J137X, Mercedes steals P2. And Rachel 7000, Vettel wins driver of the day. Well, that one Have your is point absolutely now. happening. Yeah, you can take that straight away. Um, so there you go. That is the Brazilian Grand Prix post-race podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Uh, I think we've covered most things. Might well have missed... 300 things um but a lot a lot of stuff happened didn't they a lot of a lot Just of things occurred i'm looking through the result now thinking have i missed anything but i think we pretty much covered the main lot yeah yeah all right good stuff katie final thoughts i just knew you're gonna ask me first <laughs> yeah um my final thoughts um is that I just want to take a moment to say I'm thinking of all the Sebastian Vettel and Daniel Ricciardo fans for this coming week because it's going to be yourself? tough. Um, there must be other people out there that yeah, love them but both. Like, but yeah, that's I'm you. basically giving myself a pep talk here. Is Firstly, it's okay to cry because I know I'm going to. Um, I've got the tissues ready 
because I'm going to be bawling my eyes out. Um, and yeah, just try and soak it in, enjoy it. Um, it might not be the last time we see them, although I would say don't maybe go off of that. Don't like, is it called copium? We're just thinking that they might Hopium. come back one day. Just enjoy the now and smile that it happened. Yeah. I can just imagine exactly, you getting yeah. ready in the morning, <laughs> looking in the mirror and saying this uh, on, on yeah. Sunday, especially. Look at myself. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be asked to do the watch along, but if I do, then tune in for guaranteed tears. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's going to be a sad day. I think I will struggle to not cry, to be honest, because, uh, well, I'm a big fan of Danny Rick, especially as, uh, so you may not realize after me giving him an F in this podcast, <laughs> but uh, I love Danny Rick uh, more than life itself. Uh, Tommy, final thoughts. My final thoughts are I'm absolutely disgusted that Katie hasn't included Nicholas Latifi in those final uh, drivers. I think he's going to be the emotional of the lot, of the lot because, you know, he loves his, his Nutella and um, I'm welling up just thinking about that we'll never see Gotifi on the grid again. People I mean, are going to be properly will die with him. split. Yeah, people it's are going to be split of voting Latifi driver of the day for <laughs> Imagine the bands and voting Latifi for won it. <laughs> Oh my, maybe everyone's should, there. Maybe we should do something. Yeah, a little it. campaign. No, mm. don't take it from yes. Seb or I'll fight you. Mm, maybe or we're Danny about Rick. to. Seb's got no. four world titles. Give Latifi yeah. something. He's got his Nutella. Oh, for God's sake. The poor bloke. Come on, leave him alone. I really like Nicholas. I just like to put that out there. I think he's a nice Do guy. you? Okay. Oh, well, you didn't, you didn't include him, did you, in your. Uh... <laughs> Actually, people are going to be doing the donuts for. Oh my for God. Can you get Nutella donuts? No, yeah, maybe. I bet they exist. I think they're gonna. Yeah, there'll be a guard of honor. That should have been my bold <laughs> predictions. The guard of honor, and they'll draw out Latifi in the bird. Like, sorry, maybe Latifi <laughs> or a goat or some a jar of Nutella with the, the tire mark. They will the do track. burnouts for a jar of Nutella. That that's that's your prediction. Do the donuts okay. around a jar of everyone. Nutella. Everyone, has, you can tell this is a late night podcast because it's really going off the rails here. You know when uh, uh, footballers um, leave like something on the side of the, so then they can like pick it up and celebrate. I reckon Natifi's put like a jar Natifi. of Nutella. Who is Natifi? It's <laughs> Nutella Natifi. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's really late. It's been a really long day. But yeah, Latifi, Latifi. at the end while Seb's doing his donuts. Latifi's popped a cheeky bit of a <laughs> jar of Nutella and he parks the car, gets the Nutella out, stands up in his car, the fireworks are going off and he's, <laughs> he's just munching some this stuff. This in is the, Nutella. the most chaotic and strange final thoughts I have ever had the pleasure <laughs> of experiencing right here, right now. Uh, Tommy needs some sleep. We might have to wheel him off into a into his bed. And um, mm. that is where we're going to leave it there before we go into any other crazy ideas of what they're going to do at the end of Abu Dhabi. Uh, so make sure you come and join us, as always. We'll be live on WTF1 official Twitch channel for the race quality watch longs. So maybe we'll do some free practice as well, but make sure you go and follow uh, WTF1 official over there and uh yeah lots of love see you soon take care look forward to probably a midweek podcast as well maybe actually definitely uh, i'm going to be in a yeah. different location you'll find out everything Ooh. i mean if you've watched the twitch watch songs, you'll know what's happening but um it rhymes with chair Nutella. no it doesn't rhyme with Nutella. what rhymes with Nutella? Rhymes what's your obsession yeah what i'm doing um what i'm doing oh. that sounds weird uh who i'm filming with <laughs> Anyway, we're going to leave it there. Bye. <laughs>